Good morning, afternoon and evening everyone. Welcome to the Game Week 32 pod of the FPL Wire powered by Dreamset Go. I'm your host Zofa and I'm joined as always by my co-host Late Riser. How's it going buddy? You tell me how's it going. Big, big, big game tonight. How do you feel about it? A lot less confident than I did after like the weekend. But this last weekend's result reminded me of West Brom. Last year, very similar thing, right after the international break. I think it was a good sort of reality check because we had won a lot of games before that. But I think it's going to be big. I think Madrid are looking forward to it a lot. This, all the Spanish media can talk about. All, they want revenge after last year. <laughs> I might have not been talking about Chelsea versus Madrid. There's another big game on tonight as well, oh. which our listeners are family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, how, how was your week? How was your week F from an FPL point of view, Zof? Pretty much same like everybody in the mid-40s. Doherty was the only guy who went into double digits. I think 14 points, bunch of sixes and not really much to talk about. And I think yours must be similar as well. It seems to be the trend pretty much. Yep, yep, yep. Decent uh, little green arrow, but uh, it's primarily about tonight because I have the Everton boys facing up against everyone's Burnley. So I want to see what happens there. Uh, why don't you update us uh, our, and our listeners on why Bakker isn't here with us today? Bakker is fasting for the month of Ramzan, so the timings don't really work out for him. He'll be letting us know two three days before the pod, but I don't think we'll be seeing him much this month. But he has promised to come on a couple of times. Great. Let's get into the sponsor plugs and we can dive right into it. That's so much to talk about. Yeah. Dreamset Go is India's first sports travel and experiences platform, offering a range of premium end-to-end authentic experiences across football, cricket, tennis, F1, rugby and golf, among others. From match day hospitality to VIP stadium tours, from private meet and greets with athletes and legends to exclusive access to their training sessions, Dreamset Go curates the most fulfilling sports travel packages for fans like you. And all the stats that you see on our podcast are from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. If you aren't a member already, might be worth uh, becoming a member just for the run-in. Do click on the link in the descriptions below. Uh, and if you want to support us as well, we have a Patreon page where we don't really have any additional content. All our content this season has been absolutely free. Uh, if you want to support us uh, uh, and if we've helped you in any sort of way this season, just log on to patreon.com forward slash the FPL wire and you can support us. Right, Zoff, uh, there's been a few doubles that have fallen in 35, 36, 37. And there's a little bit of permutations and combinations in terms of what happens in, with the Chelsea Champions League tie and the FA Cup tie in 37. Why don't you uh, give a download to our listeners and viewers? Right. So as of now, 35, we don't have any double scheduled. But Palace's double could go to 35 now if Palace make the FA Cup final, beating Chelsea. Personally, I think the likelihood of that is not very high because Gallagher, I think, won't be playing for Palace. But you never know. Palace could go ahead. Wolves Man City now is the only fixture that has not been scheduled. Now, there are a lot of probabilities and eventualities, but to keep it simple, and first of all, I'd like to give credit to Planet FPL, Ben Crendon, Lego Mane, all the guys who worked this out for us. I'm just presenting their findings. So, to keep it short and simple, if West Ham beat Lyon in the Europa League, Wolves and Man City has to go into game week 37. If not, the FA Cup semi-final between City and Poole is going to decide it. If City lose, they're going to double in 37. If City win, they're going to double in 36. But the Lyon game takes full precedence over that because if West Ham go through now, 
against Lyon. It's pretty much goals guaranteed now in 37. Now, coming back to Chelsea. If Chelsea beat Palace, the Man United fixture in 37 has to move because it's the same day as the FA Cup final. So most likely is going to move to a Tuesday in that case. And this is assuming Chelsea progress against Madrid. So it would be a Tuesday-Thursday double in 37, which is pretty much useless to us. Because you're going to have most likely entirely different 11s, maybe even the goalkeeper change. But now if Chelsea go out against Madrid, a game week 34 double is possible. Will likely not go into 35 because I think the fixtures, the way they've been scheduled, the TV stuff on Monday, Friday doesn't allow that. Game week 34 is possible, but the likelihood is low because it's a very short turnaround. Because you have to wait for the, I think, what, give two weeks turnaround, 10 days turnaround. It might not be enough for the fans. So this is what you see marked over in Ben's ticker. Can see. you see me? Nope. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. I can't see you. Just keep talking. I'll just punch you in. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the immediate thoughts that come to my uh, head looking at this is it, especially for wildcarders, it sort of becomes a no-brainer to wildcard in 34 or at least wait till 34 before you hit the wildcard button because there are a few moving parts around at the moment. Are you able to punch me in or should, do you want me to connect again? No, just keep talking. Come. Okay, great. All right. So, I mean, this sort of ties into... Obviously, having to wildcard in 34 because there's just so many moving parts with these European teams and FA Cup results, right? I think that's the first thought that comes to my head. Absolutely right, Tom. I think with the wildcard, the main thing you're gaining is information. There's a lot of clarity because I think the way City's double goes and how it goes, I think that will shape a lot of things. Chelsea's double going into 34 would change a lot of things. So, I think in terms of waiting for the wildcard, it definitely makes sense to wait till 34. And... Uh... You're set on that, I'm assuming, in yes. terms of wildcard. Yes. Right. Uh, do you want to talk about the free hit chip first now? Because that's a question that most of FPL managers have on their mind right now. So why don't we maybe push around with that? Right. So I think rather than discuss into like what players you to target for game week 34, 35, I thought we would focus on this spot rather on the here and now. Because if you're going to free hit in 33 or whichever way you at least plan to free hit, that's going to dictate your transfer strategy for this week. To a certain extent. So, first up, let's just have a quick look at the fixtures, specifically in game week 33. Now, first off, what stands out over here is obviously the poor teams that have the doubles over here Newcastle, Leicester, Burnley, Southampton. Can I include United in that? You can choose. You, you do that every week anyway. You don't need, <laughs> you don't need to take my permission for doing that. Fair enough. All right. So, United, Arsenal. Right and etc. So now first up, like another argument could be made was if you free hit in this week, then you don't have to necessarily keep the likes of Newcastle, Burnley, Southampton players, etc. But the negative in this week, ultimately, what I see is the single game week fixtures are really good for the guys you hold already. Your Spurs guys, your City guys, you probably already have a bunch of Arsenal guys. Even if you go on a free hit, I don't know if do you really want to triple up on United? I don't really know. And even Leicester, we don't know what, how they're going to land after Europe. So personally, I'm not seeing much of an appeal in this free hit. What about you? Yeah, I mean, so my position is I'm not inclined towards free hitting in 33. I just don't see enough upside. And, you know, you might say that there is an upside in numbers where we're trying to get players that we don't really own at the moment in terms of maybe some Leicester, Newcastle and United players. You know, these are the three teams that we'll probably be targeting on the free hit. And I think we still have a chunk of players from uh, 
Liverpool, Spurs, and uh, City anyway on the free hit. Uh, maybe another advantage is maybe getting in a City attacker or two that you don't really have in your team at the moment. But the first thought that comes to my head is every time you're free hitting, you're losing an opportunity to use a free transfer or two to plan and build for a team in the future as well. So this is one factor that everybody needs to keep in mind. I'm not feeling it, but if somebody wants to free hit in 33 because they're convinced about United uh, assets or because they're convinced about Leicester assets or Newcastle assets, I'm not against it at all. I see value in free hitting in 33. Those that have two free hits left, I think 33 is almost a no-brainer in terms of using it here and then using one in 36, 37 or 30. Just to look at the de- playing devil's advocate there, what we discussed the last spot, there is that to extend now you can, the thing is now the way the doubles are fallen 36, 37, you're likely going to have eight to nine doublers anyway. Right. So you could possibly use this free hit and get these guys and then start building your transfers towards that. Not a bad option, no? It isn't a bad option at all. At all. But it's just something I'm not inclined towards. I see, even though you might have eight or nine doublers in 36, uh, you might not have the right doublers. And the context for the right doublers just comes closer to 36 when it comes to injuries, etc. as well. And another another important factor is, uh, while we're talking about 36 and we're bringing that uh, into context, if you are free-hitting in 36, which is going to be the biggest double game week of the season, likely, you're not really bound playing FPL until game week 38, having an eye on 36. If there is a random week where you want to chase a haul uh, and take a hit and target an Aston Villa player who might not have a big double in 36 or have a good-looking double in just because they've shown something in the previous game where you want to go or you want to captain a player from a different thing, what happens is if you're not free-hitting in 36, your mindset is going to be very tunnel vision in terms of getting these players from these five teams towards that. And in the context of just having seven game weeks left this season, I think every week is important. Every single haul, even if it's a single game, that, that's what, 15... Every single game week is 50, 15% of the season that's left in front of you at the moment. You want to go in another direction and not worry about 36. I think it enables a little bit of risky play, having not keeping an eye on 36. So that's one of the big factors for me to just postpone it later. Let's have a quick look now at the fixtures in 36. And we'll use this in the context of a bench boost and free hit now. We're talking about Leicester. Going back to Regomane's sticker now, I just want to show you guys when the European Cup fixtures, etc., when they are falling. So, right before game week 36, Leicester now, if they go through, they're going to be playing before Everton, Norwich. And so, effectively, if they're through now to the Europa League, uh, the, so not the, the Frick Frack League, the next round, they would be playing effectively every three days from Newcastle, Everton, Villa, the European games, Everton, Norwich, Howard, Chelsea, literally every three days till the end of the season. There's going to be rotation now. Now, they have the whole squad fit. It's not a situation like earlier in the season where they have just four or five players. Now, they have the likes of Justin, Castanier, Fofana. Even in attack, now he can choose to, choose to go with a back three. We expect Vardy to be fit, Nacho, Daka, and all that stuff. So, I think European elimination is very critical for us to load up on Leicester players. And Chelsea. I think the same applies to Chelsea. Uh, I mean, in my head, there is no uh, doubt that you guys didn't play three at the back and played a formation that you all are not very used to, that you all didn't start Jorginho and Kovacic, who are key cogs. I mean, you all always struggle. Like you you tweeted about that as well. You all always struggle when you all don't play one of them in midfield as well. It was far away from a first team. And I think I, I spoke about league state. And I have no doubt in my head that Tuchel is prioritizing 
European competition. You, he was prioritizing this Madrid tie. He might have to be a little more sterner with uh, the league now that you all had that loss against Brentford. But again, if Chelsea are out, they're going to primarily only have the they have the league and the FA Cup to pay for. But the importance I'd give Chelsea from an FPL point of view also changes significantly based on the cup ties. So even that's a factor. Correct. And based on the three teams that are in the Champions League, City and Liverpool played yesterday, you're expecting them to go through now. But that being exactly. said, like we talked about the league state, they're not really going to rotate the big guys. You might see a couple of changes in each team, but they're going to be playing more or less settled 11s. It's the business end of the season. You're, I, I think you're probably going to see one or two changes in that front five. Uh, I don't. I think I expect. I mentioned it last time. I expect KDB to play 95% of the games. I expect Cancelo to play 95% of the games. I expect Trent and Robo to play 95% of the games. I see one rest, if at all, until the end of the season. So I just wouldn't worry about it. I think it, there's so much on the line at the moment to not do anything else. Yeah. Also, while we're while while we're on hit 36 and the chat about 36. One other important pointer again is that you know you're talking about three or four players that you might not have when you're free hitting in 36. And uh, especially us FPL managers that don't have a bench boost and I'm guessing most of the guys that have a bench boost are probably going to be using it either 33, 36 or 37. So there's going to be a significant percentage of bench boosters in 36 as well. You need a strong chip to counter because there is so much upside on offer because the good teams have doubles and having just three or four players which are the right ones from these good teams might be worth it because you might hit 50% of them you might hit two players that everybody else doesn't have and we saw in the game week 28 double that just went away it's actually just one or two players that make the difference between a, a 80 point score and a 120 point score in a double game week and it's it's these players from these big teams who are capable of those 15 20 pointers in a double it's not so much the smaller players it's these big players from big teams that are capable of this so even if you're two or three big players short in that week i think it's worth it that's that's one of the biggest points for me why i'm just leaning towards waiting and using it in either 36 or 37 right now 36 is still my favorite week to use the uh, Free hit chip. So the reason why I would like using the free hit chip in 36 is especially now if City go into 37. Now what you can do is that way you can focus on getting the guys from City earlier. Because you want City not just for 36 if they have the double. You want City for 34, 35, 30, etc. You want them for the entire run. And so what you could effectively do this week is free hit in three Leicester players based on what you see in Europe. You can have you can cherry pick the guys like you see are being rested in Europe, etc. Can cherry, can the, and what I don't like in this week is the cheaper guys, right? The likes of Villa, the likes of Everton, the likes of Watford. I don't particularly like their fixtures this week. I like the fixtures more next week. Like if you look at now next week, now you have Palace. You look at Villa's fixtures, much better. Both fixtures at home, Palace, Burnley, Everton, up Brentford, Palace. Palace now also have two doubles here. And Leicester's double here isn't that great. Correct. So I think I actually like 37 more for a bench boost, especially now if you're building with a wild card because you want your Palace guys also in 34. Correct. Yeah, I was. that's what ex exactly the thought I had in my hand, which I was going to recommend to you. I was like, Zoff, I think it sort of walks itself into a 30... Decide where you want to bench boost, whether you want to bench boost in 33 or 37. I think that's a decision that you have in your head. But a 34 wild card, 36 free hit, sort of picks itself. I, I mean... I actually don't know about that from a wildcard perspective. If you're wildcarding in 36, 34, you're still leaning towards a free hit in 36? No, I, yes, because I, I, then I wouldn't get Leicester players. I wouldn't get Aston Villa players. In fact, I've made a draft 
of something like you know what i think would be a like this would be a bench boost team now effectively what you would look to bench in boost in which this is this is now 36 this is now keeping okay. in mind if you kept it 36 keeping in mind these guys have double doubles leicester villa and stuff like that and what i don't like obviously is i'm not able to get a second liverpool third liverpool player in there I'm not able to get any city attackers and then instead I'm going to have to get like of Coutinho and stuff and effectively the bench boost is going to be like what Ramsdale cash before, before we move ahead Go just ahead. for our listeners quickly read out this bench boost draft in 36 yes. just quickly sure. it's uh, keeping in mind my team value is a bit on the higher side so most of you guys will need at least like you know 1 million 2 million less on this this is only with 0.2 in the banks let's say Schmeichel Ramsdale in goal James, Cash, Trent, Cancelo, Doherty in defense. All attacking fullbacks. Saka, Madison, Coutinho, Salah, Gordon, midfield, Kane, Calvert-Lewin and Kucho. So the, the bench would obviously here be Kucho, Gordon, Cash and Ramsdale. Who don't really have great doubles that week. Now Arsenal have now Leeds I think and then they play Spurs away. It's like a 6-8. Yeah. to I don't see double clean sheets. Cash also has I think Burnley away and Liverpool at home. Not great. Kucho, you don't even know if he's going to play both and it's Watford. Everton, both their games are away. I don't know necessarily. I'm not really thinking this is a 25-30 point bench boost. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I the let's, let's talk about the fixtures for the potential bench that you might have in 37. And Villa's double, like you mentioned, is great. Everton's double is really good looking. So just playing the fixtures... You don't mind benching players from those teams. Palace, even though they're away, because they've shown a huge disparity in their home form and their away form, you're happy to bench players like Mateta on that in that 37 week. So yeah, if uh, you're wildcarding in 34, I'd totally built towards a 37 bench And also boost. what you can do in a 36 free hit, Spurs double isn't that great, but I want at least two Spurs players in my draft for the player fixtures on either side. You can possibly free hit those guys out in 36. Yep, yep. And the way Arsenal's defence has shaped up now, my thought has changed as well because Spurs are a 2xG per game team at the moment. Let's quickly revise our opinion of them. They're capable of scoring goals and they're, in my opinion, at the moment, sort of overtaken City in terms of attacking threat from an FPL point of view, especially because the players are predictable. There are four good assets from Spurs teams who are capable of getting goals. So, they're facing Liverpool and Arsenal in that double. They're capable of putting two or three past Arsenal. And we've seen with Liverpool, I think that high line that Liverpool sort of plays might suit Spurs. And I wouldn't be against them scoring one or two in 36 as well. So you don't necessarily want to free hit, for people who might not have a free chip, you don't necessarily want to free hit Spurs assets out. I think their Spurs attackers are completely fine for 36. I have no comms owning them or using them. And again, these are small decisions that you'll cherry pick on, right? In 36. Let's say you're in 36 and you're one player away from having the team you ideally want. Okay, don't use it in 36 and then just use it in 38 as one last roll of the dice. Absolutely. You can and still make that decision fixtures. in 38. I totally agree. There's a lot of fixtures I think that are worth targeting in 38 as well. And we'll just go have a quick look at that as well. That. 38 Spurs have Norwich at home, Arsenal have Everton at home, Chelsea, Watford at home, Leicester, Southampton, Burnley, Newcastle, not so much, but Man City have Villa at home. And we, the, 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 it's all about league state, right? Yeah, it's about league state and also ITK info. <laughs> I mean, if you're really thinking about it, there might be four or five or six teams that have nothing to play for that are giving rollouts to 
some youngsters that you might want to take a punt on. It's just a lot of fun having that little bit of info and building a free hit team. It, it's just you just need to be wary of having only one or two or three spots open just towards the end when you're listening when you're engaged manager on Twitter and having ITK information because you're going to get lineups or rumors about lineups for ten games together at one point. So that can get a little confusing. But yeah, it's just one roll, last roll of the dice, and you do that only if you're not happy with your team in 36. And I think you can take that decision pre 36 whether you want to free hit in 36 yeah. or not. I think the basic thing is keep it fluid after 33. Yeah. Things, thing, how things develop now. But one thing I also wanted to make a case for is for guys who have the wild card and bench boosters hand is going for a possible bench boost in 33. And the reason for that is I'll show you now. This is another draft I made. Now, this is now assuming that I've already used my bench boost in 33. I don't have to spend money on the bench. This is what I can get. I can get Schmeichel in goal with a 3.9 dud. I can get James, Robertson, Trent, Cancelo and Doherty. All five of the fullbacks get De Bruyne and Foden. Sun, Salah, Gordon with Kucho, Mateta and Greenwood up top. So, it's a much, much stronger core. And this now, this ticks all the boxes that I want three players from City, three players from Liverpool, couple of Spurs a guy from Palace, etc. This takes a lot more boxes for me than if I have to spread the funds around. Yep, I like that. I like this team just... First instinct is I like this team so much better than the other bench boost draft that you showed me. Straight up tells me that if you can, if you're one or two players away from a bench boost in 33, get done with it. It's just, I think it will... Enable your wildcard to be a much better option, 34 onwards. And I'll just illustrate what my team would possibly be like on the bench in 33. Now, I'll likely, now if I take a hit, I'll likely have on the bench probably Cher, Doherty, and Cancelo. Oh, sorry, That's no, great. Sorry, sorry, no, no, I mean, name three defenders. Be Kulusevsky. Correct. And don't mind that at all. You don't mind that at all, right? And ultimately, like, you look at them as single game week fixtures, but then you're looking at double game week fixtures for the likes of Kucho, for the likes of Gordon. They're not great. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, I mean, people who are wildcarding in 34 can use one or two transfers this week and next week to target a few players, get a United player in, just get rid of them in 34. I like it a lot. So, it obviously depends on the team, but if you're very close to a bench boost in 33, wherein... We are happy playing single game makers from Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal anyway. Just do it. Just absolutely do it. Arsenal have a double. Arsenal have a double, exactly. So that's where I am. I think the ideal, it's not the ideal. What I like the most as an option for people that have a bench boost and a wildcard in hand is wildcard in 38, free hit in 36 or 30. Wildcard in 34, you said 38. Wildcard in 34, free hit in 36, 37 or 38. Keep it fluid. And bench boost, if you can, try get rid of, getting rid of the chip in 33. If you're far away from a bench boost in 33, I like the bench boost in 37 way more than in 36. And I think that's where you are as well. Completely. And we'll have more clarity after the West Ham result, like we mentioned. If West Ham go through against Lyon, and I think Lyon are ranked now 8th or 9th in the French League. West Ham obviously look to be a better team despite Lyon's European pedigree. But we sort of have that clarity. Might not get the announcement but what the thing is, right, now West Ham play, if they get through, they would have to play around 35 each side. They have to announce the fixtures. They can't wait for another two, three weeks to announce the fixtures. So they'll almost certainly go into 37 in that case. So that will give us clarity. Exactly. Exactly. So now that we've discussed free hit and bench boost and wildcard possibilities, let's just go team by team and discuss the... Now you can have Ben sticker, so we can maybe just go... 
team wise and just talk about teams to target our thoughts on those teams and uh, what we can do now you know instead of looking at the macro what players can do right now arsenal the lot to talk about i think lot to unpack with the recent injuries what do you think now as somebody who owns triple arsenal ah uh, i am very keenly watching how they do against brighton at home because uh lester have a good looking double in 33 as well right and now ben white owning ben white who i have loved as an asset is a dull player i know that but i have loved owning him as an asset uh he might be a problem because he doesn't have anybody that he doesn't have any attacking pedigree right and i am sitting on ramsdale and white and owning ramsdale and white if uh, party and tierney are going to be injured the update that we have is tierney is likely out for the season and uh, how long is party expected to be out any idea assessed to be assessed but now if he just missed 3 4 weeks is close to missing the season exactly i think if those two huge components are out you don't know how arteta is going to look uh, you know set up his team you don't know how that team is going to play and palace completely outclassed them it wasn't close that game palace were all over arsenal in that game and you don't like seeing that palace are a good team at home let's not uh, take away the fact that palace are a good team at home but i also think arteta is a good manager uh I want to see what solution he comes up with to tackle these injuries but the problem with Arsenal is at the moment they they did the right thing and the tough thing of completely thinning their squad they've sold a bunch of defenders they've sold midfielders which I wanted United to do for a long time I don't think it's a wrong decision so many people are saying why did Arsenal sell so many defenders I think it's the right thing to do getting rid of Deadwood because I think it sort of accelerates the rebuild process which Arteta is trying to do But yeah, I want to see how they do against Brighton, and then if Leicester are, let's say, two goals down in the first leg in Europe, I don't mind even making a switch from a because Arsenal's one game in the double in 33 is against Chelsea. I don't mind making a switch from a White to a Justin, for example, who has a double in the future as well. So those are the kind of things that would uh, sort of be on my mind. I was earlier thinking if I want a Foden in my team, I do want a City midfielder because City is City's fixtures 33, 34, 36 are. 33 34 35 are absolutely outstanding i was earlier thinking i need to get rid of one of kulu or saka and maybe now be leaning more towards selling saka just because of the team state at the moment those are the factors that are in my head at the moment because i'm a little worried about arsenal and their squad size yeah how do you think they cope who plays at left back and who plays in midfield i mean it all <laughs> i mean what the hell is up with tommy asu he's been having he's a out now till gate 34 it's confirmed It's confirmed. He's out. Confirmed. Arsenal have said so. So, so White is going to be playing right back, and they're going to persist with Tavares. I don't they're... think they can persist with Tavares at all. I think they'll probably put Holding in. I think Holding either centre back or Holding at right back, and move Cedric over to the left, and Lokonga in midfield. Saka can. Lokonga in midfield with Chaka. Uh, yeah, and Saka can move there. If... Yeah, but that's. Cutting your nose off to spite your face, right? You're making your team. You're putting your best player in a defensive position. not a good idea they they i given the players they have at their disposal a three at the back is not an not a bad option because they do have three legit center backs to, uh, and uh, saka can play that wing back role and cedric can play that wing back role sort of you know so i don't think that's something arteta could look at because he'll be looking at setting up a formation for the run in now given what he has at his disposal so watching with a keen eye what they do against brighton and make your decisions based on that because yeah i'm more inclined to get rid now a post 33 cuz you have united west ham the double also has once picture spurs away newcastle away might not be easy so this one to consider if i don't like what i see over the next few weeks i don't think i'll be having any arsenal post 
Yeah, I don't think you jump early. I think you assess this week. You watch that game against Brighton keenly because Arteta is still a good manager. Yep. So let's see what he does. But Brighton aren't really a litmus test these days. Yeah, I know they aren't, but you want to see how they set up, etc. You know, so you can yeah. predict a little. At the moment, it's in the dark. I'm sure that big hammering that Arsenal took it will be on his mind, and there might be a new system. ESR has been sitting on the bench, and he might use him. You know, earlier what they did was played a four-three-three sort of like City, right, where. Uh, Party or Zaka were sitting, and then they had ESR and Odegaard as two eights. Does he go in an attacking formation of that sort? Also, is something to monitor. Move yeah. on from Arsenal. Yep. Yeah. Right now, Villa. The news is Nakamba played some minutes, I think, for the reserves or the under twenty-three. So he's going to be back, and I think that is going to help them a lot. Him playing instead of Douglas Luiz. What do you yeah. think about now getting in? Obviously, now you you don't really buy Villa players now. Obviously, I think they're more of a look. For post thirty-four, yeah. the thirty-four post run actually isn't bad because you have Leicester, Norwich. Thirty-six, the double isn't great. Thirty-seven, the double is nice. But then Man City again in thirty-eight, they become duds again. Yeah, I don't mind a player or two, irrespective, because I think Villa are a much different team when Nakamba is playing for them. A lot of people are sort of writing off Villa at the moment because you know they've not been doing well. They haven't had form, but I think. He's just that one player who adds a lot of balance to that entire team and makes everything else tick. So uh, I wouldn't be rushing to buy Villa players, but I think uh, people might be sleeping on them when we come to 34-35. I think you, I don't have any comms going with a Coutinho or a Watkins or a Ramsey even on my yeah. wild card. Especially if they get Norwich and, and Palace in 35, I think it's full steam ahead. Yep, yep, yep. I think people might be uh, influenced too much by his recent results, but I think it's Nakamba's key there. Right. And it's yeah. another good thing about 38 free hit. You, let's see, you now load up on the guys from Villa and all that stuff. You can free hit them out in 38. Correct. Correct. Keep in mind. Brentford, Brighton, should we skip? No. I just want to say I'm very, very excited. Owning Ivan Tony this week and probably start him in 33 as well. Again, how much difference one player can make? He's just made, Ericsson has just made that attack tick. You saw the game. Uh, against uh, Chelsea, and I, 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 in my head, I have no doubt because Chelsea struggle when you play a different formation. That's not three at the back, etc. As well, and uh, let's not forget Thiago was flying in from uh, Brazil as well. So there is, and we've always seen this, you know, post an IB where we see one or two freak results, and I think it's just a result of that. But what did you make of Brentford's attack? I thought they were so good in the first half as well. They created their chances against your lot. Yeah, they at no point was our XG higher than theirs in the entire match. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, again, you know, one of the things about Brentford is I don't mind holding Ivan Tony in 32-33. He has decent fixtures in the run-in as well. And if you're not really worried about 36, which is the big double, you can own these few players who might show a good run of form that you want to chase some halls with, you know. So, that's, that's, that's just something else that I have in my mind. I don't think you buy a Brentford player right now, but I don't think you rush to sell him. At the moment, and see what happens. Brighton, yep. skip. Skip. Burnley is an interesting one. If someone, let's say, who has no chips left, he got in Weghorst, I think you could possibly stick with him. Yeah. I think you stick with him till 33, see how they do. Yeah. Until 33, and then decide what to do. Conversely, somebody like me who doesn't own any Burnley player at the moment, you see how they do uh, today. But I wouldn't be rushing to buy Burnley players now because I don't think their double in 33 is great. Either it's good, it's not bad. But And 
you don't really want them for their double in uh, 36 they don't have a double in 36 you don't really want them for a double in 37 which is spurs and villa away that's a that's a tough double so i think once you're done with burnley in 33 i think you're done with them for the season so i wouldn't rush to buy them now if you don't own them chelsea yeah you tell us I think a lot depends now what happens in Europe. I do think now the last result means we can't take the top four race very lightly against Arsenal. Completely go off the boil over the next few weeks. I think that is something we're going to have to compete for. But now in terms of investment post thirty three, it gets a bit tricky with the doubles, especially you know, if you're going to have four games in thirty six, the thirty seven, and then also like European fixtures in thirty five and all that stuff. There's going to be mass rotation. So nobody's a go-to player. Nobody. I wouldn't even pick James in that case. Not even. And Rudiger's safe still. Nope. Nobody can because if you have Madrid, you literally can't ask any player to play like ten games in like a month. So essentially, a wait and watch until the Madrid result. Don't Absolutely. buy at the moment. Absolutely, don't buy at the moment. Wait and see. Yep. Palace. Palace. I want to talk about the fixtures from thirty-four, which are so good, right? You have Leeds. Southampton, Watford, the double, and then in United at home, a big game. What you really want, if you're a team like you know mid-table, you want one of the big boys turning up at home because you put up a show for the fans. And there was a very interesting comment Vieira made in the post-game. He mentioned that at home, we feel that we want to attack and give our fans something to shout about. I know it's mostly manager speak, but he feels we we have much more confident at home. It's yeah. very it's very clear that the game plan is completely different at home versus away. Yeah. So. I think those fixtures can specifically the Leeds and Watford fixtures I really like. Exactly. I mean, in my head I've taken down some notes and 34 is the game week I've earmarked to buy a Palace attacker because uh, you know people might say okay wait till 37 see if they get the double etc. But their strength is at home. The two games in 37 are away. The 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 halls that you want to go chasing are in those home games against Leeds and Watford. So I think that might be a right time to buy a player. Uh, Mateta is obviously an option. Uh, I don't have any qualms buying Zaha, who's looked very interesting. He's in double figures for goals now as well. He's been on a hot run of form for the last six or seven games. Somebody who's uh, who I'm eyeing up as a differential in that midfield spot, especially if somebody like Saka is uh, spiraling downward in performance. Uh, just a good option to look at for me, 34 onwards. And the news is that Palace are finally putting him up in the shop window, and I like that. As as somebody who wants to show off for the next few weeks, but something interesting about Gallagher also, what I noticed in the last game, he's still getting forward, he's getting into positions, but he doesn't seem to be getting the ball as much, and his returns are very position dependent. We saw MacArthur is on the bench, but I much prefer Zaha over Gallagher, I think, especially for these kind of games like a Leeds game, which is an open game, and Watford. He always bums Watford. Yeah. He's got a thing with his space to run in behind, right? As simple as that. Yeah. Yep. Olise is also an option I think just because he wasn't sure. fit in the previous game yeah once he's fit I think there's I in my head he's in the first choice team for uh, Palace as well so he even he's an option but Zaha's where I'd go if I had the money move on to Everton yeah. to something we can we have to look at now look at the next four fixtures I think they're quite difficult United Leicester Liverpool Chelsea Yeah, uh, even that double in thirty-six, both fixtures away, Leicester and Watford, not bad. But the really, pretty much the only fixture block you want to target is thirty-seven. If I want to set yeah. up for thirty-six, I don't want to be playing somebody like a Calvert Lewin in thirty-four or thirty-five. Correct. I think you buy him that late. 
as simple as that you know see how form is and i don't think you hold back from jumping on a dcl because what's happening is he's not been fit and if he's playing 32 through 35 36 you'd expect that he'd be fit by the time 37 arrives and that's when you take a call whether you want to get him or not you don't jump all there as simple as that what's happening with gordon <laughs> i don't know because Richarlison's been playing non-stop football for the past 18 months if you really think he looks tired i think that bad run of finishing streak is because of this how tired is he snatching at his uh, chances at the moment and uh, it's it's tight up there right it's one spot between gordon and gray if you're looking at a front three because evobi isn't playing in the front three he's essentially playing in midfield at the moment so we don't really know what's up with everton they haven't even really used uh vandebeek or dele ali so far and dampard will need to make some tough decisions very soon so uh it's a wait and watch until 37 for people who don't own somebody like me who already owns richarlison and gordon i mean gordon's 4.5 i have no qualms carrying him until the end of the season but richarlison might just be a trap holding him on until this late let's see what happens but at the moment that doesn't look convincing leeds i think Keep it short. They're dead to us as FPL options after 32. Yeah, but if you do own a Rafinha, hold him. I have no qualms. It it's not a hard sell, as people would say. After because 33, I, after 33, I think he becomes more or less a hard sell because you have Palace away, City, Arsenal, Chelsea. Yeah, but you have if you are free hitting in 36, you have Palace away, Brighton, and Brentford. You don't mind that. That's the thing. If you're committing to a free hit in 36, you don't mind those single gimmick fixtures if you're not on wild card. That's the guess, process, guess. but I think yeah. the, I think they're better picks. Because the thing is, midfield yeah. there's a lot of opportunity cost there. Just want to again give credit to our American friend, Mr. Marsh. I think he's stabilized the boat so quickly uh, since he's come, and now they're almost safe. Now you know, change things really, really fast. And I really wanted to do that because I've seen a lot on the timeline where. Uh, people are playing the ted lasso card and criticizing the american manager people were so ready to jump the gun to criticize that bloody american manager and it absolutely fucking pissed me off as like it, it just uh, creams of elitism from certain sections of the listeners where you want to take not even a second to jump on an outsider in the league and he's steadied the ship and he's done an incredible job and kudos to him yeah bob bradley didn't help that either yeah yep 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 Leicester I think we've spoken about them quite a bit anything more to add a uh, team to target now if you are uh, you know are wanting they? Leicester assets are they if they go through now in Europe are they a team to target the thing is you don't mind the team to target after thursday see how the result goes Next in the thursday, first yeah, leg and first leg especially i guess yeah if you oh, first... the first you could possibly make some conclusion from the first leg also i get your point yeah The first leg is not this week; it's next week. I didn't. No, know it that. is, but like I guess if it's like I don't expect the tie to be decided either way in the first leg because PSV are really good unless they completely walk over Leicester. Yeah. Also, another thing: uh, if you are free hitting in thirty-six, because thirty-six is where their strongest fixture double is Everton at Norwich at home, you can afford to ignore them, you know, for a while because their thirty-three and thirty, their thirty-four and thirty-five are fairly difficult. Aston Villa at home and Spurs away, so then you can decide to, you know. Chase other halls elsewhere and not look at Leicester players. So I think that ties into. And even thirty-seven is Watford away and Chelsea away. Not that great. Not that great, exactly. Cool. The big team that people want to talk about is Liverpool. And uh, are you ent- entertaining? I mean, a lot of people are talking about that 
Salah to KDB route and then KDB to Bruno in 33. Are you entertaining that at all? Not really. And we were asked this question for that panel also. And my reply was the same thing that what Pep said. They're looking to improve their GD, both the teams. So they're looking to score more goals. And if you have to pick today a Liverpool attacker who's going to start the most games, it's still likely to be Salah. Salah, Salah. He will uh, crop up with a hat-trick or a brace against uh, United. Because that's what he does. And I wouldn't be surprised to get see him get a return or two against City either. He's just Salah. He's going to be involved amongst the, in, the cha- in the chances. Liverpool is comfortably the best attack in the league. And he is their talisman. Uh, I'm not looking to sell him or even consider it. Me neither. There's a stat that Luke posted over the last 10 weeks. I think his non-penalty XG is actually higher than when he was getting returns yeah. left, right and centre. So it's coming. Yeah, And in the second half of the season... He's top of the league for Delta XG negative. So, uh, as Joe would say, goals imminent. Let's exactly. talk a little bit now in Liverpool. Now, just on input now. Do you double up on their defense? I think the fixtures now, the after 33, are not as easy as cities. There's Everton, which is easier. You have Newcastle and Tottenham, which I think a little bit iffy for clean sheets. Southampton away, Villa away. Do you think so? Somebody like a Matip or maybe even a double up with Trent and Robertson is on? It's on. I still like Matip as an asset uh, towards for the run-in as well. We've spoken about it. And you pointed out in the previous game while we were talking during the Liverpool game, he's quite a bonus monster as well. Uh, big set-piece threat as well. If there, if you're wildcarding wild in 34, there will be some spots in which you will need to cut corners. And I don't think going down from Robo to uh, Matip is a bad option. Some people are saying that you pick uh, Trent over Robo over Trent as a wildcard in 34 and if you have to get rid of one now, get rid of Trent. I don't agree with that. I still think Trent is Trent. There's a different quality to that player and Robo doing whatever he does, my opinion doesn't change. I agree with that. And I think we sort of have to look at Robo and we keep seeing the Liverpool guys, the wingbacks. Are, you could just look at them as midfielders. They're just midfielders and there isn't really an attacker to target at the moment outside of Salah. Where do you go? Because with Jota and Diaz, who are the ones who are really options considering their price points, uh, you're going to see rotation there. And uh, there are teams and players from other teams where you might not see as much rotation. What about this week? Any of you guys you're thinking about benching this week, Trent, Robbo, away to City? No, I was initially benching Robbo. uh, But uh, looking at the game yesterday, Trent was on it uh, yesterday as well. Did you see that pass? To Diaz, my God, spectacular, spectacular One to ball. Salah as well, but Salah didn't finish, so he's absolutely on yeah, it. Just, yeah, absolutely on it. I don't think I want to bench anybody from this game. Uh, I might bench Ben White instead and play both the Liverpool wingbacks is where I am at the moment. I would definitely do that because, again, you're talking about ceiling of 6-8 to eight for White. Which is not it's, that much. Exactly. 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 If, if Liverpool or... The thing is, if Liverpool or City, one of the two, manage to keep a clean sheet, you wouldn't be against Cancelo, Trent or Robbo getting one attacking return in that game. And that's that's an upside of 10, 12, 15 points that you're willing to give away for Ben White was a ceiling of 6 How do you see that, that game? Do you see it like, I remember when Pep went to Anfield, it sort of set up to not lose. Do you think City are going to set up to not lose or City will set up to win? Irrespective, there will be spaces. I've seen more often than not when these, I mean, the stat that I looked at in the last seven games when these two teams have met each other, average goals per fixture is 3.5. That's a very high number 
that's a very very high number so you definitely don't bench your attackers you play them no matter what in my opinion i not we'll have the captaincy conversation later i'm not against captaining a sala or a kdb either uh, but uh, those the problem with those wing backs are their attackers at the moment so i'm not just i'm just not comfortable benching them at the moment that's where i am we want to match city yeah yeah I think we must emphasize is don't ignore man city just like cuz you don't get sidetracked by the doubles they are i think going to go a little bit more on the front foot they have been a little bit in energy conserve mode just because of this entire i think intense period but i think once you see games like watford and leeds roll around they're looking for those games to improve their gd even brighton yep yep i still think if you can afford kev it's so difficult to afford with kenan sala i still have kenan sala above kev uh in order of preference as an fpl asset but if you can afford to shoe in kev somehow he's just a great differential in the game if not i Foden. despite him be- being benched yesterday fordens the one to go for and a lot of people are difference. talking about oh he's 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 had so many blanks in the last uh 10 12 games but i think that's down to luck it's down to happenstance every he's he's actually playing really well for city he's doing a lot of the off the ball false nine things that pep wants from that position and i expect him to be good for minutes i expect maybe one rest in the final stretch in the season and uh, i think he's a good pick at his price i'm probably looking at saka or kulu to him very very soon uh, because i do want a piece of that man city pie especially 33 onwards when you have brighton home watford home leeds away newcastle home that's just a great run completely agree and i think our preference would be i think cancelo probably the one yeah, target first up then probably kev and third foden agree yeah i am not against sterling either at the moment because uh, what happened yesterday i think he played on the left hand side and again he's another another player who's capable of playing right as well as left and is a little bit of a fitness monster so if you want to punt a little uh, he's not as safe for minutes as foden in my opinion uh, but i don't mind sterling as well kev is very safe for minutes at the moment and guardiola had comments yesterday saying as well that he's in a great moment and one of the best runs of form uh, what i noticed in the previous league game also is that normally what happens is when gundogan is starting kev is a little withdrawn which wasn't the case in the game against burnley he was playing the advanced eight uh, f- against burnley as well so i i don't have any comms and he looks on it at the moment so he just does. one of the best differentials he does in, absolutely, in the game absolutely the on it and he could possibly look at captaining him certain weeks also like let's say liverpool away to newcastle man city have yeah. leads that week he could possibly even go against everton captain kev there are opportunities there yeah there are there are opportunities especially if you're chasing based on what your ambition is as an fpl manager kev is the one to go for if you're chasing i think that's that matters and uh, One thing I actually wanted to talk about in wildcard would you consider going Edison or Allison keeper Absolutely I think Edison is somebody I'm looking at instead of Schmeichel if I can't get in Foden I'd like to put my yeah. money over there cuz you just see sixes sixes for the like possible future from 34 on Exactly and I don't mind that for a run in where they're going to prioritize defense also right so uh, and it's difficult to get into that city team as fpl assets because again there is risk and rotation attached with each of their attackers at the moment so i don't mind a nailed on entry into their defense i i was going to suggest i, I heavily consider edison as keeper yeah, because on the on other guys laporte and you have all these attacking fullbacks in defense who you'd want over laporte yeah so you you try to go for those 12 points from cancelo and edison every week like that a lot right 
now your boys united oh i don't mind uh, punting on them in until 33 because what this the stat that stood out to me was brighton still managed to get 30 shots against norwich they had a very high xg as well and norwich are done norwich are leaky as hell so if we've spoken about so many times where you're saying fpl is in the position to put yourself uh position to put to, to make yourself get lucky right and i think getting a united asset attacker in 33 whether you're going for bruno or ronaldo is worth a shot if you can especially for somebody like you who's looking to dead end your team in 33 i think you take that home norwich fixture as a prime fixture uh we are still capable of scoring goals uh, because of just the talent on field right we're a dysfunctional team at the moment but i don't mind roll of the dice especially because uh, arsenal don't look as good as captaincy options at the moment and you don't know how tired or not tired lester are going to be they're my other favorite captains i mean i don't mind captaining a harvey barnes or a madison at the moment in 33 but i think united are on paper the best captaincy option if you can afford to go there you'd love to cause an upset at liverpool as well right and i think nothing more than united would love more exactly and the thing with liverpool is they'll give you one or two big chances and then it's up to alisson we've seen that for the last 6 or 7 weeks they they will give you one or two big chances and you hope to you get lucky there that's all what about bruno versus ronaldo there a lot of guys were talking about possibly shifting sala out this week yeah. for like or maybe shifting kane out for like you know ronaldo because that gives you obviously a captain option this week as well a way to everton yeah. your thoughts on that this week uh it's a punt betting against harry kane and jungmin son in this form agree but that's, in, that's in general thought. what's your feel for 33 which one would you rather have i think both are equally good push comes to shav ronaldo because i think he'll be the focal point in that home game against norwich which is the game you want to target and i think if i have to get one for example if i have to get bruno i have to sell sala if i have to get ronaldo i have to sell kane i ultimately like you know in the sala has a tougher fixture on paper against united kane has brighton i'd still be yeah. more inclined to like sell kane Yep, and if you can find another way through a hit, uh, where you know maybe a, since it's a week for you, you're downgrading one of the premium defenders to just, and you don't want to lose out. Maybe that could be a route as well, just for a week, right? Because you're not attached to consequences. That's all. Yeah, still on paper, the best captaincy option in 33, irrespective of our form, etc. Who are you talking about again? United. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Newcastle good entry point this week if you want to jump into Newcastle because the next four fixtures are good exactly so if you're going on them go now if you're in the market for a defender or a punt and an attacker i don't mind asm wood fraser or shar for example but just know that it's a punt it's it's a roll of the dice it's a punt and i don't mind chasing i also what talking about you know where there was a lot of conversation about newcastle's minutes per xg and the defensive numbers being really good and they were behind only city and liverpool and spurs absolutely thrashed them but i thought game state had a lot to do with this uh in the first half they were matching spurs quite closely they weren't as leaky but once they fell behind son didn't get the space he got in the second half in the first half kane didn't have so much space one of the biggest problems they did uh, which hedy how didn't do is they didn't put anybody on kane but they had just a lot more space in the second half uh, and they went chasing which was a little knife from newcastle and it shouldn't let you affect your perception of this team and i think it's something eddie how will correct 
because from what I spoke to Newcastle fans, the next four fixtures are pretty much if they get through to those, we're pretty much yeah. done with survival. Because then after that, you have Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Burnley away. So yeah. the next three home games get up, let's say about six or seven points, then that's them done for the season. They could be a beach exactly. team for us to target then after. Yep, yeah, and. We've seen it with the past, you know, uh, uh, replying to Luke's post on Twitter about beach, ex-beach factor, about teams. Sometimes people on the beach might lead to them playing loosey-goosey football, which might lead to a few goals, them conceding a few goals. So it might lead to more goals conceded as well as scored. So you might not even hit attackers from those teams because they're just playing aggressive football because they have nothing to lose. That, that's that's a factor to it as well. Let's skip yep. Norwich. Yep. Southampton, anything to touch upon? You hold them until 33, then get rid. Absolutely. And that's, I think a... we'd be a bit more optimistic on them playing Arsenal now with all the injuries that Arsenal have. And worth mentioning that Broya is going to be ineligible this week against Chelsea. So he's going to have almost two weeks off before that double. That bodes well for his game time. In 33. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think if you hold a, hold a Southampton striker, because I think the biggest problem you're going to probably face in that 36 or 37 bench boost is the striker spots. And uh, the one of the things I like about 37 is DCL might crop up as an option in that 37 beach pool where you you don't really look at it as four spots on the bench, right? You're looking at it as a, filling a squad of 15. Kane is probably going to be one. DCL again occupies another spot, which you don't mind for the 37 bench boost. But that's what I like about 33 bench boost where you have Ronaldo as an option in addition to Kane. You have a uh, Newcastle striker who, can, who plays two games. You have uh, a Southampton striker who you can bench but play on that bench push with two fixtures so I don't mind that move on to Spurs Villa is, is still Kane versus Sun clear for you uh, I think we need to hold our hand up and first say that you know we are probably wrong saying that you know you make that shift from uh, Kane to Son but I think you learn from what you say and I think stick with the one you have as simple as that I think you will both are class players both will keep ticking along uh, I still think it's too much to get both, given the number of options you might want from City and Liverpool as well. Not against it at all. But uh, there are four good FPL options from that Spurs team. You pick three and stick with them. Gordon, I think Doherty is actually one I would really prioritize. The ceiling is yeah. ridiculous. I, and and uh, with every passing week, Cess is closer, right? And the, the main theory with Doherty is, right, when Spurs are playing two fullbacks, there's one who's playing a very attacking role, who's always getting in the box, and there's one who's a little uh, wide, holding the width yeah, and not getting in the box. with us also with Moses and Alonso. Moses had used yeah. the width, and Alonso would come in more on that side. And Doherty, as an FPL asset, is completely different whether when he's playing with Rex and when he's playing without Rex. When he's playing with Rex, Rex is the one always getting inside the box, so Doherty has to maybe always contain him, himself a little, etc. as well. So... I quite like the fact that Emerson and Doherty worked also in this game. And Sessanon is close to fitness as well. which we should see more games with Doherty without Rex. And I love that for Doherty. Because he's an attacker then. He's not even a midfielder. He's a, he's a forward without Rex in that Spurs team. Move on to... Clean sheet is a bonus. Absolutely. Just quickly touch yeah. upon Watford. Now, they seem to have changed up a little bit up top. Do you think Kucho is worth a look at as a budget for? I don't know if he's going to play every game. I think he's... I think he might play, but again, it's 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 
you don't know what you don't know he's been really good every time he's playing played for them and from what i've read and heard from watford forums uh, fans is that king is out at the moment and dennis is sort of in and out and kucho has played really well every time he's been performing for that team so i'm not against it it's not reliable that's all i'd feel much more confident if they keep sar fit we get closer to 36 yeah. 37 36 isn't too bad yeah yep yeah. i think west ham and wolves we can skip i don't see a need to touch okay. upon them i think okay. we talk about west ham only if they're out of europe which is maybe a couple of pods later right let's just quickly touch upon captaincy before we discuss our teams i think we had mentioned already spurs probably the fixture to target what else do you like outside of that if you are getting in a united attacker earlier this week because everton's defense though it might be better because uh, michael keen is not playing for them this week i think that's a huge advantage to everton you don't mind that as a pun because it is the week to gamble and i honestly because of that stat which sort of stuck in my head i don't mind a sala or a kdb captaincy this week as well i'm not against it at all uh, I just it's a kind of prefer kev yeah you you expect him to play further forward in this game as well right uh you know it's even when it's the false nine what happens essentially is that the false nine and the advanced eight in the city formation are sort of playing as the two attackers centrally always pressing and i expect that to be foden and kdb in this case so you don't mind that yeah. and and sala has historically done well in this fixture as well so i think still in order of preference spurs players and then one of the city or liverpool midfielders so you, you still go for not, the city or liverpool above like let's say saka easily i don't have any faith in arsenal at the moment and arsenal not a free scoring side you know that's that's my thing with uh, arsenal i'd i'd maybe i'd rate Rafinha as a captaincy option over Saka, because with Leeds you're at least going to get that, which is unconditional front foot football. You know where they're trying to attack all the time, and this is the fixture they'll be targeting. I think if they get three points against Watford, it's very close to security for them as well. So I don't mind Rafinha as a captaincy. Yeah. Worst home record in the league, Watford. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, that's it. it. I think most of us engaged managers are going to go Kane or Son. Yeah. Move on to our teams. Yes. You guys can start sending your questions and we'll just take them in a couple of minutes. In goal I've got Ramsdale, Cancelo, James Doherty in defense. Currently playing Martinelli, Kulusevski, Salah, Rafinha, Saka with Weghorst and Kane with Trent for sub. Now, who do you take out now to put Trent in? He's 32, right? Next, yeah, uh Weghorst. Norwich away. <sighs> You see how they do today against similar quality opposition and then take I was thinking Martinelli. I think he plays the game against Brighton and also oh, with Brighton. I think he right? definitely plays but yeah. And that's the thing like it's not I like think... white his ceiling is quite high. With the ceiling with white you're talking about a 628 but Martinelli's ceiling is significantly higher. And I like the matchup right because Brighton do like to play a slightly higher defense which might lead to space behind so I'm not that comfortable benching a Martinelli in this game. Vegost because vegos upside is what one goal you'd be very 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 surprised if he scores a brace you know what i'm saying yeah but a second norwich at home it just feels weird benching any yeah, like you know bundy one there's nobody else maybe you look at maybe benching kulu then i think that's the decision that's the decision yeah cuz kulu again we talk about possibly not that high ceiling cuz what we've seen is a 628 kind of player uh, surprising that he managed to get two bonus with One assist. That that was just underlying surprising. numbers and the stuff he does. Yeah, 
Fantastic. He's the, he's the one creating chances from that side, right? That's that's pretty much about it, which is benefited. A lot of defensive work. And lot of defensive work as well, which helps the BPS. Your team? Uh, I'll just read it out quickly for the listeners. Ramsdale, Trent, Robo, Cancelo, Doherty. Uh, midfield, I've got Salah, Saka, Kulu, and uh, Barnes. And up front, I have Kane Cap at the moment, and I have Tony. Looking to... I, I looked because I want to attack with just seven game weeks left. Uh, every week that you don't attack is a week that's gone but there is just no way to attack this phase of the game at the moment so in, except for maybe getting in a city player Foden is somebody you marked in my head as a big game player so maybe if Arsenal I, I mean maybe consider a Kulusevsky to a Foden move or something of that sort of downgrade Richarlison to fund a Gordon to Foden upgrade is something I'm but looking at in maybe. general and I think we forgot to mention I think it's a good week to save a transfer we don't have any pressing concerns just because of the clarity the European fixtures will give us. Yeah, agreed. 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 Who want to quick? But, do you have time but, for a QA? Yeah, we have time. But the thing is, I want to prioritize and try getting in city players at the moment. That's where my head is. I think you can wait one more week. For yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I need to look at the YouTube chat. It's difficult to keep monitoring the chat when it's just two of us as well. Guys, send in your questions now. And uh, also, just want to say... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, While you guys are here, just make sure you're hitting the like button because that really helps us getting found. And it helps the YouTube algorithm. And click on subscribe. We want to try getting to 20k subscribers by the end of the season. Uh, You know, so to support us, all you can really do is hit that subscribe button. So please do that. All right, questions. Let's see. Uh, would you keep Watkins during blank game week 33? I think so. Decent ending on the other side. We don't have any other chips. I don't think Watkins is necessarily a sell. He's a good hold. Yeah, and based on how the FA Cup results pan out, you might want yourself by wanting to buy Watkins as soon as 35 because that double in 35 could be Norwich at home and Palace at home. Correct. Based on fixture rescheduling. So yeah, that's that's the thing in my head. Weghorst or White? I think Weghorst. Well, to start this yeah, week? this week. Yeah, probably Weghorst. Probably. <sighs> Shah in for Kilman. I don't mind that. Have some fun. And uh, shout out to our friend Baker. In his career, he's had one return every six games. And now he's taking free kicks. I didn't know he's taking free he's kicks. He's a top player. He's just so talented. Yeah. He, he has great distribution. Right, I said pieces. He's a quality player. Yeah, don't mind that. Don't mind that at all. That's actually something I might consider doing. Yeah. Uh, Ta, Robo, Cancelo, James and Doherty. Who do you bench this week? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you take that one. I, I think, don't. I, I, think Rob, I think James... Oh my god. Maybe not. <laughs> I was trying to be unbiased, but I think probably Robbo. Just to split the risk probably with Robo. the Liverpool guys. Yeah, probably Robbo to split the risk with the Liverpool guys. I wouldn't bench Cancel, I wouldn't bench Doherty. I wouldn't bench James. Split the risk with the Liverpool guys. Adams here in the chat. He sent in a super chat. I don't think he knows about Baker. Baker Baker was very sad when Arsenal lost with his double Arsenal defense. I don't think Adam knows about that. Yeah, he was upset. He went on a little bit of a rant. I just thought you should know. But uh, Martin D. Robo or Foden Matip? From 34. 
Odin Matip. Odin Matip. I like Matip as a pick. I think he's a good two million saving option. Don't think Konate could get the odd game. What the risk? What the price uh, saving? Like, and uh, I don't think Konato gets the odd game. I think I think he flogs Matip until the end of the season. It's also the CB position, right? It, it's the position that requires rotation the least, if you really think about it. Yeah. Uh, couple more, last couple of couple questions. More, yeah. Yeah. How about BB35? Always BB in any other week if you can't feel doublers on the bench. I'm not against it. Yeah, it depends on your team. Depends really, your the team. answer. Yep, yep. I think that's it, Zoff. Uh, we'll keep it nice and crisp and short. We are almost one hour, yep. three minutes into the pod. That's a, that's a good time. Uh, that's it, guys. And we will see you next week. Uh, make sure you're hitting like and subscribe. And uh, see you when we see you. Any last words, Zoff? Nothing much. Hopefully, Bakar is back with us next week. Like and subscribe. Potentially with a triple-digit rank. It's close to the 1K now. And no dance video. No dance video. On that note, bye bye. Thank you.